What's going on guys and welcome back to the Cinematic Dimension Podcast where we dive into a new dimension of film each and every episode. I'm your host Corey Gilchrist and today I want to take a look at a franchise that I've been wanting to dive into for some time now. And this is a franchise that was started by none other than The Rock himself, Dwayne Johnson. Now, I'm not talking about his latest controversial Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. No, 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 no. I'm talking about another franchise that The Rock joined late into the series and spun off his own film series. I'm not talking about Fast and Furious. I'm talking about The Scorpion King. 5,000 years ago, a fierce warrior known as the Scorpion King led a great army on a campaign to conquer the known world. So the Scorpion King is a sword and sandal fantasy series that has spawned five films from 2002 to 2018. Now before we get into the franchise of the Scorpion King, it's important to look back at the history that led to the making of this film. In the summer of 1999, the Steven Somers directed adventure film, The Mummy, starring the immortal legend Brendan Fraser, rocked the screens for the fans who were thrilled with the story of pure adventure that harkened back to the days of an Indiana Jones. So naturally, a sequel is fast-tracked, and in 2001, Somers Unleashed, The Mummy Returns to the World. Now, the main villain for this film was of course The Mummy, since he returned, but this time he wasn't alone. He had the Scorpion King with him, who served as an overarching villain. The Scorpion King was played by then WWE star Dwayne The Rock Johnson in his feature film debut. It was a small role with a short prologue in the beginning and appearing again as the big bad heavy at the end of the film. He doesn't even have that many lines and when The Rock did speak it was actually in ancient Egyptian. With two mummies in the books, a third mummy was put on hold and instead a spin-off was created inside this mummy universe. This being the first Scorpion King film that came out in the year 2002 and giving The Rock his first shot at a leading role. So this film obviously needed to be a prequel to turn The Rock's character from a villain into a hero. Where have we seen that before? Hobbs and Shaw, I'm talking to you. So in fact, this film is set 5,000 years before the events of The Mummy Returns. And it's also unique to note that this film is a prequel to a sequel. The first Scorpion King also starred the late great Michael Duncan, Kelly Hu, and Stephen Brand as the Big Bad Heavy. It was written by Stephen Somers who created this mummy universe and directed by Chuck Russell. The story follows The Rock as Matthias, the last of the Akkadian tribe, as he exacts revenge for the death of his brother and free and enslaved nation. What resulted is an awesome sword and sandal fantasy romp that is just fun, following the same format that works so well for the Mummy films, and something that we don't see a lot nowadays except for maybe Marvel's MCU to a certain extent. The Scorpion King becomes a modest hit, taking in $165 million on a $60 million budget. So it seemed natural that a sequel would happen with The Rock returning as Matthias. That was something I was very much looking forward to at the time as a little kid. But this was a time in The Rock's career, the early 2000s, where he was starting to gain some serious traction and he just chose to go with other leading roles in projects that were being thrown at him at the time instead of coming back for a Scorpion King 2. And while there's no official reason to why, but to this day The Rock has never returned to the franchise that made him a Hollywood star. But you can't blame him. 
At the moment, The Rock is one of the most famous stars on the planet, starring in several successful films. He did have a little slump in the mid-2000s with his Disney films like The Tooth Fairy, but then he reignited his career status when he joined the Fast and Furious franchise, which he has now left, and we all know the drama with that. But regardless of the quality of some of his films, this guy is awesome. His life story is so inspirational for people to never give up on their dreams. But The Rock doesn't have a franchise of his own that he can say like, I started this, this is just my franchise. And after almost 20 years in the business, he kind of just joins franchises that are already established and then he attaches his name to them. And I really think that The Scorpion King could have been all of his own instead of trying to take over franchises like he has with Jumanji, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and now Fast and the Furious. The Rock is an icon, and he will stay an icon for a long time to come. But to me, he will always be the Scorpion King. After 2002, the Mummy and the Scorpion King series were dead in the water for about six years, until they both returned with a vengeance in 2008. However, excited as I was in 2008 for my favorite series to come back, both films bombed tremendously. The Mummy came back with The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor with Brendan Fraser back, but the direction and the plot of the film was so misguided, it killed off any more Mummy films for the time being. While the Scorpion King sequel heard the three words a filmmaker never wants to hear. Straight to DVD. Scorpion King 2 Rise of a Warrior served as a prequel to Scorpion King 1, so now this film is a prequel to a prequel of a sequel. The film starred Michael Copan as a young Matthias and Randy Couture as the villain and directed by Russell Mulcahy, who's directed some big things in the past such as Highlander and Resident Evil 3. However, this young Scorpion King story is a mess. The story is bland, the acting is wooden, it pays no attention to any established lore, and just a horrible follow-up to Scorpion King 1. 2008 was a bad year for the Mummy franchise. Four years go by, Brendan Fraser has disappeared from the mainstream. The Rock has joined the Fast franchise, and what's that in the DVD bargain bin? Oh, it's just 2012's The Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption. For some reason, Universal decided to move forward with the third film in the straight-to-DVD market. This time the film takes place after the events of Scorpion King 1, so it's a sequel to a prequel of a sequel. This time the Scorpion King no longer has a kingdom of his own and is an assassin for hire. Matthias is played this time around by Victor Webster. There's a few notable actors who appear in this one actually. You got Ron Perlman, Billy Zane, Tamora Morrison, who is known as Jango Fett, and the late Kimbo Slice, and a pre-Guardians of the Galaxy, Dave Bautista, all these guys have small parts with Billy Zane cast as the main villain. However, all these actors should have just stayed in the back corner of the Comic-Con autograph panels because not even Hellboy and Drax can save this abysmal waste of celluloid and gigabytes. This third film is so awful I couldn't even finish it. It's below the bar of student films. There are some films that are dumb but can still be enjoyed. This is just plain bad. It seems as though that not one person on the crew or actors seem to actually be trying. They even filmed on a tourist attraction sites and had to stop filming when tourists arrived. I'd rather be stung by a scorpion than have to watch that film again. Fast forward to 2015. 
The Rock is back on top with hits like San Andreas and Hercules. Brendan Fraser is still missing in action. But somehow, in some way, Universal decides to produce a fourth Scorpion King film titled Quest for Power. Victor Webster becomes the first actor to reprise his role as Matthias, and he's joined by an ensemble cast of Ellen Holloman of Spartacus fame, the late Ruten Hager, Michael Bean, and Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. I went into this film planning to just fast forward through it, but to my surprise, I didn't touch that remote. It took them 13 years, but they finally made another solid Scorpion King. And I think it all goes with the story, which follows Matthias while he's tracking down a villain who is trying to unlock an ancient power. Probably the best part of this film is the chemistry between Victor Webster and Ellen Holloman. It's just great. And this film really goes back to the roots of the Scorpion King and just has fun. It's a sword and sandal fantasy adventure that doesn't take itself too seriously. And it's kind of very reminiscent of the 90s Hercules and Xena warrior princess shows. A massive step up for this series and for the first time in a long time, I wanted to see more. And as fate would have it, the king would ride again. The year is 2018. The Rock has solidified his stardom with Jumanji 2, Skyscraper, and Rampage, and caused waves by trying to steal the Fast and Furious franchise away from Vin Diesel. And finally, a positive update on the immortal legend Brendan Fraser, who in 2018 began what many dubbed the Renaissance. Fraser broke his silence on what chased him into hiding, and the fan outcry for more Frasier allowed for him to start showing up in TV series. He started out strong in Trust on FX, but his real breakout role has been his hilarious portrayal of Robot Man on DC's Doom Patrol. If you haven't seen that show, it's a must for any Frasier head. So seemingly out of nowhere, A Scorpion King 5 comes to the straight-to-DVD market in late 2018 called The Book of Souls with an all-new cast. Portraying Matthias this time around is Zach McGowan, which is probably the most talented actor to play the king since The Rock. Zach has been around, starring in things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Dracula Untold, and Black Sails. So right off the bat, this shows they are paying some attention to this fifth iteration. Zach is joined by lead cast of Katie Louise Saunders, Pearl Thusi, and Nathan Jones. Very notable there that there are no cash grab celebrity names on that list, which is a cheap move designed to sell tickets, or in this case, digital files. I gotta say though, I really did enjoy this Book of Souls. If the fourth film was just for fun, this fifth film is just adventure. The film starts with Matthias out of, out of the game and living the quiet life as a blacksmith in a small town, only to be forced back into the world of violence when a warlord wipes out that small town where he was hiding in. Sure, not an original plot, but who doesn't love a revenge thriller? But this film is the first to acknowledge the Mummy and Scorpion King lore. They need to find the Book of Souls, which is very similar to the Mummy's Book of the Dead. But probably the greatest fan service, if there are any fans left, is that the character that the actress Pearl Thusi plays, the character of Tala, is the sister of Michael Clark Duncan's character, Balthazar, the Nubian King, from the Scorpion King 1. So that's a pretty cool connection. Zack does a great job as this king. Instead of just a guy with a sword, he tries to show the burden of pain that Matthias lives with. And how a king turned assassin turned mercenary 
can move on and try to enjoy his life and accept what he is. And that brings us up to speed with the Scorpion King lore. The future is uncertain for this franchise. Many times I thought it was dead in the water. But this franchise even survived when the mummy itself was rebooted and failed with Tom Cruise. But personally, I'd love to see another film with Zach McGowan as Matthias. Maybe tie it closer to the events of The Mummy Returns and explain how the Scorpion King goes from a hero to a villain. I'm sure these are relatively cheap to make by today's standards, so I'm pretty hopeful there will be a 6. But if there's not, you know it's not the end of the world. It was a good run. More importantly though, every time a new Scorpion King comes out, it gives me a little tiny ounce of hope we will get a Mummy 4. Because don't forget, these all take place inside the Mummy universe created 20 years ago this year. Frasier has made a strong comeback, and all bias aside, I really feel there is a want and need for moviegoers to see a new Mummy installment. I recently went to a screening of the Mummy on the big screen, and the place was packed, I mean sold out. This series captures the adventure in all of us. The music, the characters, the story sweeps you into the ultimate adventure. Movies are meant to move you and make you feel good inside. And the mummy really does put a smile on my face every time. And that's why 20 years later, it is still being talked about. As Sean Connery once said, Never say never again. That's going to wrap up this Dimension episode. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. Make sure to follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And we're streaming on all the podcast sites, iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, Google Play. So to be sure to subscribe to not miss a Dimension episode. You have now exited the Scorpion King Dimension.